0: Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: Oh, you know what I realized? I have no idea where any of the the intros or anything like that is. We can just sing it. I think we might have to. You want to? All right, ready? One, two, three. It's the Migs cast. What's
1: up
2: and welcome to the Migs cast. I am Steve Migs. Clearly, the Reverend Fuego not here. Otherwise, we would be doing this right. With me is Glenn Cannon. Hola, how you doing? That's not Steve singing the song.
3: It's the song playing the way you've always heard it. 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 All right, I think we did a good job. Yeah, I think that was kind of killer. <laughs> Honestly, now that Rev's not here to ground us, I wonder how bad oh this is going to go. Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah, this is going to be weird. It's like, because, I mean, we were just, we almost didn't even start the podcast. I'm just BSing with you about cool stuff that you do on the Well, life.
3: yeah, right? We, were bo- we both were. Uh, but, um, no, it's weird, man. Uh, so, I, you know, first I was going to drive in, and then, you know, the Weather Channel app, I'm like, oh, okay, then I'm riding. Yeah. But for a Tuesday morning, there was, like, no traffic. Right. I got in town. There was almost no traffic. I'm like, this is really nice. It's the coronavirus traffic. Dude, straight up. Like, I pulled around the front, parked my bike. I'm like, man, I went and looked. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, three minutes early. Normally, these these slots aren't even available down front. Dude, it's crazy. And then I started noticing as people were driving by me, there were not that many cars, but they all had those weird little paper masks on. Yep. And it hit me like Oh.
2: People are freaking out. Like,
3: people are wigging out, and that's why. I mean, because, dude, I
2: like, I made it here quick. Yeah. No problems. Yeah, it was like six confirmed dead. I mean, and it, it's so hard to know what to panic about because, yeah. you know, you, you, just as soon as you start panicking, there's someone that's going to give you information off of the Internet, which is always true, that's going to tell you not to panic. I mean, but at the end of the day, the people who have passed, unfortunately— are older people, and yeah. that's what they say is like the, the most at risk I understand because of hit, low immune hit like a, a
3: hit like a nursing home.
2: Hit like a 70-year-old, 80-year-old. Yeah. I think a 50-year-old was the youngest. But they say, you know, be worried if you have new children, young children, well, which I or do. Or like so that's kind of where with any
3: kind of respiratory thing. So yeah. if you have asthma, if you battle blank, 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 mm-hmm. blank, you could be in trouble. Because apparently it's uh, antibiotic resistant. Yeah. So you run a hell of a fever, you feel like hell, and your lungs fill up with fluid. Right. And as long as you're okay, then you'll probably be okay. It'll
2: be like just getting sick. Yeah, yeah, but if it's like, oh, I already had bronchitis, it could kill you. Right, like if the, if the pneumonia could kill you, then there's a good chance that this could as well. I exactly. mean, obviously, this is super layman's terms for us because we're not doctors. Yeah, but, we, we don't know. But we won't know until tomorrow. There'll be a whole other story. Or the next day. It's, it's just so weird, man.
3: Yeah, that was really not... As, as much as a couple of weeks ago, like my mother was like, oh my God, that coronavirus, you know, and you know, if you do that Uber Lyft thing, you're just around people all day. Yeah, you're you pick around, up just, people yeah. at the airport. I'm like,
1: ah, you know, I
3: don't think it's that big of a deal, mom. I'm sure it'll come and go, but I understand your concern. Everything's fine. And then over the past couple of weeks... You know, like I've quit making the Takate virus jokes and stuff because it's like, yep, man, people are checking out. Yeah, I stopped saying the Bud Light virus. Yeah, right. 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 I'm like, it's not funny. Anymore. The coronavirus goes great with Lyme disease and like <laughs> yeah. all this stuff, man. <laughs> but yeah, there was there was almost there was. No, if you look down now, dude. Granted, it's 10 a.m., but traffic is light.
2: It's 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 eerie. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the. But even like but yesterday, we went to Costco. It's packed. People are getting all their emergency kits. I have I heard, about, kits, that. I heard like, about that. Which is funny because they're like, "Hey, everybody." Best way to avoid the coronavirus. Don't go out. Don't go into places with a large number of people. Where everyone gets germs to Costco. And now it's like, I mean, you're elbows to buttholes like at Costco. Like, you're in line forever. And I'm Were you tempted saying, to walk around Costco like, <laughs> somebody, somebody put that <laughs> on my Twitter? <trail. laughs> just <laughs> grabbing strangers and licking them, you know. <laughs> this guy, Eddie, and I'm paraphrasing him on Twitter. He's like, the best way to get uh, out of a line real quick is to be like, Man, I just can't seem to knock this cough off yeah, since, I don't I left, feel good. since I got back from China. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that'll, that'll clear a room. But, yeah. you know, it's like, I was watching the the John Oliver show, and there was a really, actually, a really, he did a really good job of just tackling the coronavirus, because he never really said everybody should freak out, but he never said, hey, man, it's just like the Zika virus, or it's just like this. Because, I mean, you can laugh it off all you want, but it is killing people, regardless of their ages. It's still kind of a scare, especially when I have a newborn. I'm like, oh, that kind of, it worries me a little more because I don't care. Like, I I'm 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 a slob. I'm I'm around germs all the time. I hang out with you, man. That's right. That's right. I haven't <laughs> you know? washed my hand in 7 years, man. But he showed footage of like I think it's in China where like they are just on full lockdown and people can't even leave their their homes unless they're told they can and they've set up like these giant boxes, speaker boxes outside of people's homes. They'll say, "Uh yeah, you can leave your house for the next hour." They just in Chinese, yeah. but you know. Well,
3: it's weird because isn't it – I think it has something to do with the amount of people per real estate, basically. I put that very badly. But doesn't the influenza virus come from China every year anyway? I The uh, flu comes I, from basically yeah. that continent. Because super overpopulated. And I think it has to do with the overpopulation. Huh. Um, and that's been my understanding. Now, I could be wrong, but pretty much every year we get a new flu strain from China. It's just the way it works. Yep. This one is apparently a super flu, also from China because there's like a ton of people and – I don't know. Maybe it's just like their sewage treatment plants, aren't killer, or something. I, I mean, I don't I don't know, right? But They need to take that vitamin C, damn it. Yeah, you know. not emergency know. for the so well, well, look at what, maybe not us, because there's probably people doing it better, but look at what other people are doing with their poop, and then maybe we do that.
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's why the Rev's not here. He's actually part of a scientific experiment to see what we do with poop, because he can produce the most well, amount of poop It started in his front yard, because
3: he had the poo ditch. In his front yard, there, and he was out there like throwing lie yep. tablets and stuff yep. in it, and trying to figure out what we didn't know how exactly. to break that down and make it, uh, you know, have nutritional value.
2: Rev's been studying the coronavirus for months now. We <laughs> just didn't know that. That's where you guys at today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly where. You no, know, Rev's uh, not around. I'm not sure how wh- what he's sharing, but he's just dealing with uh, some family stuff. So just keep in, in, keep in good thoughts. thoughts. He's yeah. he's fine, uh, but he's just uh, you know being a great family member, if that makes sense. Uh, so hopefully for a change. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> He won't be here next week as well. I think he comes back to Seattle next Thursday, so we're without the rev. Which was today was a clusterf on the mornings because yesterday, I mean, he told me yesterday, or the day before, "Hey man, uh, I'm gonna have to get out of town," and here's why. I'm like, dude, no problem. We're got got you covered. Minutes maybe later, Vicky's like, "Hey, um, I'm sick uh, from our trip from Vegas." Uh, I don't want to get anyone else sick, especially with you and your daughter no and this and If you really need me to come in, I'll come in. I'll wear one of those masks because I'm still coughing. And I right. almost was tempted to be like, yes, come in. Cause I wanted her to wear one of those masks while at work. That's Just so was you funny. Can mess with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she didn't say, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you covered, which just means a little more work for me. Well, who ran, so did you run the board then? No, Danny runs the board at work. Danny runs the board. Yeah. Okay. Rev screens the call, so I knew Sarah could pop, jump into his room. Okay. And then we'd have Joe, and you know, and I'll, I'll fill in for Vicky does stuff behind the scenes. Because you guys have such a robust cast. You guys take up two studios. We do. That I had truly lost track of. It's a lot of moving parts. I didn't
3: know who did what during the BJ and MIG show. I really didn't. Yeah, so you know? Vicky...
2: Uh, she does all like the updating on the website, like any stories we want to talk about, social media. Her and Danny do that. Um, and she also makes sure like the proper stuff is in front of BJ, like, hey, the upcoming tease for the next break, the uh, setup for like Beat Midge. Gotcha, gotcha, So I, I usually assume that responsibility, which is when I'm doing a million things, it's easy to forget, oh crap, I didn't put a tease in front of BJ or something like that. So I got to show him some, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, hey man, hey man. Hey, teasing you. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Two minutes later, maybe a little longer than that, maybe ten minutes later, message from Joe. Hey man, I'm sick from uh Oh dude. From from Vegas as well. So you guys had a skeleton crew the show. So now it's three people down, and I'm like looking at Sid yesterday and I'm already like, Oh, gotta go back to work tomorrow. Not that we have a crappy job, but any job, you just like, Ugh, gotta go back to work. Sure. And I'm like, I'm going in an hour early. <laughs> what time did you get in this morning? Uh, usually I get in around 4.45. I got in at 3.50. My man.
3: Did uh, you start putting the wheels on the wagon before the show hit? Yeah. It's did BJ know any of this was going down? Yeah. Okay. So he's like,
2: hey, I'll come in early too. BJ showed up five minutes earlier than he usually shows up. (laughs) Hey,
3: that's early. You can't give the man grief. In fact, I think I respect that, dude. Right? He's like, I'm early. He's like, I'm ready to go, Steve. Look, just turn on the, as long as we don't miss any commercial breaks and no one
2: swears, I don't really care what happens. He's like, I'm usually (laughs) here at 555. I'm here at 550. What do you want from me? I'm here to help. What do you mean? I'm a true trooper. I love it. Oh, dude, it cracked me up. That's badass. And he even bragged about it on the air. I even came in early. I'm like, what? He
3: did though. You can't really take it away from it. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you can right. throw in the yeah, dude, five
2: minutes, but still, that's early. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's just so funny. I was trying to find there's a good story about the coronavirus. Okay, so since we're talking about the coronavirus, we might as well. We're, it we're makes topical. sense.
3: Well, no, when I rolled in this morning, even the station seemed quiet. Yeah, and I did not. But I'm like, man, and and so I saw Sarah, I saw BJ. I didn't see anyone else. I'm like, are they all like you know flu ridden with weird lung fluid, and no one yeah. texted me to say, look, Glenn. We're in trouble. Maybe don't come to the station. Patient zero here. You know, yeah, We're yeah, because the station kind of felt like a ghost town, it,
2: dude. It, dude, I think some people stayed home. Yeah. And they're telling people, if you don't have to, like, one of the things it said. You don't have to go out. Don't go out. Yeah. Uh, so here's a, a a study asked people, like, what's going on with coronavirus? How are you handling it? Uh, some people, most people are saying they're improving their personal hygiene. Myself included. I'm actually... Wa- you're smelling your fingers? You smell like butterscotch? <laughs> I smell like soap.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm washing my Honestly, hands Honestly, I wish like they smelled like butterscotch.
2: I'd be mean, over here just sucking on them. <laughs> I'd be them, licking them. Yeah, right? You and me both. Yeah, uh, it tastes like grandma. Uh, Wait, yeah. that right.
3: <laughs> tastes like grandma's chocolate chip cookies. So they say, what, 20 seconds you're supposed to wash your hands. What, every 20 seconds? No, for 20 seconds. Oh, that- I don't do it that long. But I do... I agree, that's crazy. My wife gives me grief because I know... And it's true. Heat kills bacteria. Mm-hmm. So when I wash my hands, I throw the thing on hot. Same here. I lather up and then I put my hands under there. Yep. And I'm going to say there's a 50-50 ratio of me literally scalding myself. Yes. So I'll get to a point where we go, oh, God damn it. And Tawny's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm washing my hands. And then you dart your hands yep. under the skull. Yep. <laughs> but I use scalding hot water. You sound like me. Water. Yeah. Um, so and, and it's a weird thing. Like, I went through a phase it's been years ago now but eight eight ten years ago it hit me as I was like rinsing ketchup off a plate mm-hmm. I'm like man you just ate this take yeah. your hand and wipe it off the plate what the hell is wrong or you're like rinsing with just the water alone like the remnant of noodle out of a bowl that had noodles <laughs> in it and I'm like dude you ate that get in there with your fingers and dig it out man yeah so and then that led to a whole other like... The first men gave birth in caves thing. Actually, the first women. Sorry, ladies. And so now, if I'm cleaning up the cat box and like a cat turd rolls out mm-hmm. of the litter on the floor, I pick it up and I put it in the goddamn... It's like, dude, the first babies were born in caves. Mm-hmm. You can touch cat poo. You don't, have to go okay. through the, you don't have to go through this elaborate process dude. of trying to gently scoot. Just right. grab the Look turd. Paper, yeah, pinching it up. Grab the turd and put it in the damn thing. So I've gotten like that with almost anything, everything. It's like, dude, the first men were born in caves. Mm-hmm. Like... Just do what I I use a spoon, the spoon that I know my wife is going to use for her uh, cereal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, that's how you (laughs) laugh. But I think as a result of all that, I'll pretty much just thrust my hand into anything anymore and Mm -hmm. I don't care. When I do wash my hands, I scald them and I use tons of soap because it's like I'm going to get these sterile because more so than ever this past decade, you know, it's like there's a pile of cat ass on the floor. I mean, I might use a paper towel and stuff, but I don't care if it seeps through. I just don't I don't care. No, I like lighten up, but that's why I
2: boil my hands. My bro. wife always boiled like, when I when I wash the dishes. She's like, "How do you wash dishes with the water this hot?" I'm like, "I, you know, because she'll wear she she'll wash them that hot, but she puts on those gloves." No, not me, man. I I, I just like kind of like, get in there, scrape, scrape, scrape. Like, like I, I, but those dishes are clean,
3: dude. Oh, damn, straight they are. Uh, and it's funny, we we did a thing. I don't laugh around. It started because here at the station, you guys have that rack with a little foamy wand, yeah. with a scrub brush on it, and every day after the show, I clean my coffee cups. So I was telling Tawny, I'm like, look. Can we please get a dish rack? And she's like, no, no, because the sink will overflow and no. And I, it became a joke in our house. I called it the hard no. Yeah. It wasn't just a no. It was a hard no, right? And I'm like, no, but baby, listen, I'll use a coffee cup. And then and I'm like, all right, we have a dishwasher and our sink's always overflowing with dishes. And it makes me insane. Yeah. And then you open the dishwasher. Are these clean or dirty? It, it makes me insane. Mm-hmm. Can we please just get a little dish rack to the right of the sink and one of those little soapy foaming wands? It took, like, two months for me to wear her down because it was a hard no. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a hard no. Like, just forget it, you're retarded no. Yeah. She finally did it. It's been the best thing ever in our household. Uh-huh. Because now you just, you know, the dishwasher is there for when we prepare large meals. Yeah. Um. Other than that, you just quickly wash whatever it is you used. That's how we are. Dude, it's the bomb. No, as soon as you're done with dinner, wash the dishes. Dude, Quick. it is. It, and even Tony's like, okay, I, I'm sorry I take it back. Like, this is killer. But same thing. I wash those dishes. That water is piping, galling Yeah, because I want you know I don't want that last bit of food remnant on that fork mm-hmm. to sit there for three days and grow some kind of cheese. And now I eat it. and Now I'm an X man, and I didn't want to be an X man. You know, like so. Yeah, yeah.
2: Just eat. I should find the there's a report on Como where they actually did a a news report on how to wash your hands, which I thought was funny because I delayed. well, some
3: people might need this data. No, you're absolutely right. 20 seconds, That brings us back. 20 seconds to me, 20 seconds is a long time. And I think that I've shortened my necessary hand washing time by using scalding hot water. Are you with me on that? I'm with you. Yeah. You and I are on the same page. Because my hands will be bright red
2: after I wash them. But the crazy part, like they're showing like people like washing their hands and like then they put a black light over your hand, then you think you've washed everything and it shows all like the bacteria on the fingers. I never think about like really getting in on those fingers. I can't find the video, which is unfortunate. I thought it was on Combo. But
3: like the fingertips or the fingernails? Like the just the fingers, the actual tips. Yeah, because I you know, there's a whole... I can't demonstrate this on the radio. It sounds like some kind of... No, please word. do. This is hot. You know, kind of do this move. And then I do fingernail to fingernail pulls like that. You uh-huh. dig one under the other. Yeah. And then I get into the cuticles. And all of that under scalding hot water. I mean, sometimes it hurts so bad that my hands are clean, but now my underwear aren't because there's a tiny little squirt of urine that goes in there because I've just scalded... I've scalded the piss out of my hands. Whoa. God
2: damn, the circle is complete. Yeah, I can't fight it, but they, they talked to a lady by the name of Yvonne, who, a uh, quote, is a serious hand washer about how to wash your hands properly. And I'm like, man, we are. You know, it's, it's okay. So here we are with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, and again,
3: but man, like, I don't know. Man, well, you're my age, right? We're both 45? Yeah. So I remember riding my bicycle with no damn helmet mm-hmm. down a hill so mm-hmm. fast that death was imminent. Yep, And I came off the bike because my weird little legs couldn't keep up with them pedals at that fast, and this was 1977, mm-hmm. and I slid down the hill. And it took skin off oh, of my yeah. body, yep. and there was chunks of gravel. And I ran home, going, ee! and I walked in. My mother called me an idiot. Yep. And then she took that iodine stuff. She slathered my body with it. It was like being chewed up by a dragon. Did you have the spray iodine stuff? <laughs> no, I think she just had the stuff in the bottle.
2: Oh, that was She'd awful. She just throw it on me. The you know, spray like one really and bugged feathered. me out, man. I always hated that. But it's it, like
3: I'm <laughs> still here. Yeah. And that's and like,
2: and I know I've talked yeah, to you about. Okay. Meanwhile, Ryan is life-soling the entire studio as we speak. Yeah, he really is. Like, he is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he truly is. Look at him. He is going balls out. What he doesn't know is I switched that out for Febreze. Yeah. So he's like, oh, oh. I switched that one out with
3: coronavirus. He feels dry or fresh. He has no idea. But he, he did. Just... He just Lysoled the hell out of his entire studio. He's got his leather on and his bog, and is he out of here? I have no idea what's is going on. Is his show on autopilot today?
2: Is he just, I don't know what's he going on. He
3: came in, programmed his show, and he's out.
2: He's freaking out. He's one of the. He didn't uh, seem nervous. Uh, let's see. I guess the 3% that say they're skipping work or maybe just not working at all. They say that all.
3: people with beards, because the, the virus they, seats they, itself they, in the they, beard. They
2: bunk that, yeah, they debunked that. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: but maybe Ryan's beard is why. Uh oh. Because the creepy crawlies hide in the beard. I put a black light to his beard, dude. That, 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 uh, that almost caused That'll
2: freak out. I like this. Someone actually did a story about um, <laughs> whether or not you should now start shaking hands with feet instead of hands to so doing feet, foot taps, they call Can you it the. you know how
3: complicated they that They call, call it the Wuhan shake. And I'll just shake your hand. I'll take my chances. I grew up in the seventies, dude. I don't know if people were just tougher then, or natural selection was just like a hey, it happens. Sorry about your kid. I think it was we, but, were,
2: we were more ignorant then. You know it, what I mean? We didn't have social media to scare us all the time. you talk
3: about like these days, they put their children in a giant protective hamster ball to even get them within eight feet of a car, right? And I've talked about. My dad drag racing, and I would lay on the floor on the passenger side so I could watch him shift and work the pedals. Yeah, yeah. And the car was going so fast, it pinned my little body to the seat, Yeah, man. And these days, they'd put my father in jail for that. Oh, my gosh. He'd be top video- story. Yeah, we got videos now like, here's how you wash your hands. I don't know. I just, I don't, I get... You know, it's scary stuff or whatever. But I don't know, man. Dude, it's funny you say that here. Come on, on man. Okay.
2: okay, this has nothing to do with the well, Here's about how you us.
3: wash your hands. Okay, okay dude. You did know, you hear? But there was a guy. Those in homeless people are still alive. Can't seem to kill them off. I mean, you know, when was the last time they scrubbed up, hun? what the hell? <laughs> I
2: know, dude. I, I'm with you. Well, now my wife and I are trying to plan a trip to Hawaii for a vacation like, in safe? a few months. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, babe, maybe like right now might be the time because we're like, do we want to get? It's safe for us, I feel, but we're bringing our newborn, you know, who will be like five or six eh, months that's old. Fair. That's so fair. So, like, there's a, you know, it's like you, you start thinking a little differently about these scare tactics and panic modes that people are having when you have a child. That's like, what if we're that story? And I want to be that hey, don't story. Be that story? My God, no. But on the flip side. Ticket prices are a lot cheaper right now because everyone's nobody wants to, to get, travel. Now's the time to go, dude. Now's the them, time
3: to buy the tickets. Get her one of them weird little paper suits with the booties That's and the hood, thinking. and put a mask on her, dude.
2: Just, we could probably you get know. a cute one that has it's like some pink, maybe little strawberries at on Tremal it. Vacation Three Mile Island, man. Yeah. yeah,
3: dude. You know, exactly. you. now's now the on time
2: here. to go. Yeah, fly cheap because everyone's scared. Now I remember, like right after 11 like as awful as it sounds, airfare was cheap. I knew people that went to like Paris for like hun- a couple hundred bucks. Because everybody, nobody now wanted to travel. Time. Now is the time. Yeah. There was a funny meme. I saw somebody that's like, go on a cruise ship? Hell no. With all the people that are like, you know, contaminated, blah, blah, blah. Cruise, the entire ship is only 50 bucks? All right, sign me up. Yeah. There's a pool on all three decks? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> is Striper's going to do a set? Oh, my God. I'm there. Did you share that story about you and your dad driving? It just got me thinking about a story I saw this morning, which I thought was funny. There's a family person that's in trouble because they let their 11-year-old drive their car. And the reason why is they were just sick of the kid playing Grand Theft Auto. They're like, hey, if you want to pretend driving a car, how, about, drive a car. how about we just drive a car? Apparently, yeah, an 11-year-old was pulled over in a parking lot, and one of the family members was with them, told the cops it was an easy way to get him to stop playing Grand Theft Auto all day. Oddly enough, the adult has been in trouble. See, I
3: in it. they were in a parking lot, right? so they weren't on I-5 doing 90. They what? were in a parking lot, and there was an adult with the kid. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry, I don't see the problem. I just don't. Dude, when I was a kid, like you, my dad let me sit on his lap and steer. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we weren't in. Yeah, you lot. weren't a damn child Actually, seat. There was no helmet. That much is for sure. No, I take it back. It wasn't my dad. It was my uncle, kind of uncle, Uncle Ben. He wasn't really an uncle member, but like he was a friend, family, a, a friend of the family. The rice mogul, Uncle Ben. Yes, you were related to him. It was not related. We were what just are you good doing friends. Working here, man. We weren't really related. Oh, so you when he thrilled. died, I didn't get anything. Christ. Plus, my dad so, and him had a big falling My Aunt Jemima
3: out. didn't leave me any money either, dude. <laughs>
2: What about Captain Crunch? Did he leave you anything? <laughs> oh, no, dude. So, <laughs> Only a bad cereal. <laughs> but Uncle Ben would, like, I'd be in his car. He's like, sit on my lap, steer the wheel. And we weren't in a parking lot. We weren't on the freeway, but we were doing it on the streets. Yeah. And it, to me, felt safe. Well, like, dad. Because his hands were right there. He he got that car when he was
3: 27. So I grew up in this car, but he's got a 60, I think it's a 61 Corvette. Uh-huh. And so that car has two seats. And I used to sit on the Part in the middle where the gear shifter goes, me, him, and mom all the time. That was just the way it was. And, you know, these days, again, my mother and father would be incarcerated for that. But the story I wanted to get to, which dad still brings up to this day, I'm 45 years old. He still brings okay. this up, but apparently made an impression. I used to uh, lay across kind of that center console piece and I'd have dad, my head in dad's lap and I'd fall asleep. It's like a little guy. It's like a four year old or whatever. Right. I'd just take a nap in dad's lap. And that's cool. You know, he's out riding around the Corvette, right. his boys are asleep. Even that alone is bad now. Oh, yeah. They throw him in jail for that. Yeah. But it gets better because I've always been an idiot. And I guess at some point I had these. I had a pair of handcuffs. I had, I'd play handcuffs. Uh huh. So at some point I handcuffed myself to the steering wheel.
2: Oh, you were such a little brat. No, dude, you have no idea.
3: My parents were young once and filled with promise, man. I destroyed them. They're just husks, man. You know, they're, they're like what's left when you take the corn cob out. That's all they are—is these paperly broken shells, man. But uh, I handcuffed my arm to this steering wheel. Oh my gosh. Which was fine. Yeah. Until Dad had to turn like at speed. And all of a sudden, he almost jerked my arm out of the socket. Right. And I'm going, ah! And he's going, ah! <laughs> and it was real bad because I was handcuffed. I didn't know You're where the human key car was. Jack. Oh, dude. Oh, Dad almost crashed, got the car off the road, but everything he did with the wheel, because there's three big spokes. Right. So it had hung up and it was jerking my arm. So now, everything. Right. If he was turning a certain way, it would pull my body into him. And he's screaming at me and I'm screaming bloody murder. and... Yeah, and he got it stopped, and then I couldn't find the key, and it was like a whole ordeal. Bring it up now. He'll give me, hey, Raj, your son ever handcuffed? And we like, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah.
3: Anyway, sorry. No, no, dude. There That's it is. <laughs> Coronavirus and learning the child. Die. I didn't have a child seat. I had handcuffs. Right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you knew where you were going to be when we went to the store. Yeah, that's right.
3: Come back. Still have to- <laughs> oh, God, that's rad, man. Can you imagine if you ran to the store and I was like, oh, i just stay here, dad. And people
2: are walking by and there's a four-year-old handcuffed to the
3: steering wheel.
2: Dude, I always uh, joke now when we go somewhere, I'm like, okay, we're going in. You know, so everything's a process now with the newborn. You have to take out the child seat, bring out the, 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 the just stroller. Just handcuff her to the wheel, man. I'm like, well, I'm just running in for a second. She's asleep. They just leave her in the, the car. Window, leave her some water. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave the car on. We'll leave a note that says "car's on." Listening to Rush. Baby's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do no, that. No, it wouldn't, that, be, it that, wouldn't
3: that, be. good. That, that would be frowned upon. Yeah, you'd you'd end up in jail. Yeah. Or Sid would for assault. So why did you beat your husband senseless? And then she'd explain why. And they're like, "All right, that's actually a good reason." Fair
2: enough. Yeah, he's know. in trouble, not you.
3: And he's agreed not to press charges. <laughs>
2: Dude, it's fun, though, seeing her, because she's a germaphobe. You talked about how, like, Is you know, she really? I mean, but she's learning now Life, what life is like when you just got to stop You're gonna caring. You're going to get pooped on. You're going to oh, get peed on. on. You're going to get puked on. And, like, she just, it, it, she made that adjustment. I was really curious to see how, miss, you know, proper when it comes to germs, always wiping acclimate. things out. You You are
3: going to get stooled on. Yeah. And, like,
2: and it's going to be liquid, and
3: it's going to be everywhere.
2: And she's even said, I never thought in a million years I would have zero issues with, like, like puke or spit up or you know not that she's being pooped on yet but like it's been pretty it'll close happen. it'll happen it's it's gonna ha- it's, it's gonna i, I happen, look forward dude. to it dude i oh, it's gonna happen i man. will laugh my ass off uh
3: well you know what's funny too though is i guarantee you like when the beautiful child mm-hmm. makes stool on your wife not yeah. a big deal but if you made stool on her she'd be oh. hot oh. she'd be angry man yeah and you, it's just like honey poop is fair.
2: poop poop is right. poop right. you know and mine's not even runny yeah, mine's actually a nice, solid, smearable it's stool. It's quick. It's quick and painless. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Someone actually texted in, since we're talking about my kid, they, they said, because I played it for Ted on the Megacast, like, you have to play it for Glenn, and, uh, and well, Rev's not here, so Rev's just going to have to miss out. Miss you, Rev. So, the theme song was awesome this morning. Oh, the best theme song? So I I will write songs on the fly. You'll appreciate this, because you're always writing songs. Yes. Like, some of them are ridiculous. I'm not, and a lot of them, I don't have a child, I have a cat. So sing about my cat constantly, which makes my wife just giggle and like lose her stuff, and it's awesome. So that's what I do for Tatum. Exactly. When I'm holding her, I'm always singing songs. My wife thinks it's the cutest thing and so adorable and sweet. But my songs are terrible. That's not it. It's okay because I don't, I don't, I don't have the gift of songwriting like my friend Glenn. Does. I, I don't either. Apparently, no. Oh, I've, is... I've listened to a few of your songs. I think you're doing just fine, Gary <laughs> <Derek> Glenn. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been privy to your songwriting ability, <laughs> and trust me, compared to me. You were John Lennon. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> so, I could keep waiting for it to work out. Yeah, it might not be. <laughs> it's art, right, man. Sometimes I just don't get it. Yeah. So uh, this piece of art, I was singing a song, and- I did not at the time know my wife was recording it, but she thought it would be cute. Oh yeah! To pull out the cell phone and not not just put the phone right by me. Tawny calls that "I busted you being soft." We call
3: it being soft. Oh boy, that is this is the epitome of that. So you were busted being soft, dude. So soft. Because it's like, oh, that's so soft. It's, a, it's, it's a, And it's you got busted being soft. It's a sweet moment
2: for... Yeah! It's rad that you're willing to share, man. Well, it's like, dude, I mean, I shared weirder stuff. I had an anal trolley horse on a recent episode Sorry of the podcast, which was not fun. I got private
3: messages from people telling me that I was a really messed up human being. I thought you were hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it, towards the end, he actually couldn't sit down. When I was riffing with Rev, like, dude, no. tell me about Grid City
2: Podcast. Like, you were really... Like, I, I just didn't know how else to respond to the situation. Well, dude, that went on. That Charlie horse went on for another 30 minutes after oh, the. Because I man. left. I was like, I'm just going. And I don't usually want to, like, the idea of driving seemed like a terrible idea, but it was starting to, like, kind of, I felt like it was going away. Once I got in the car, it started coming back no. again. It's like, wait. No. So, for like the first 20 I almost pulled over. I was just like, this is just bull ass. Oh, like, sucks, enough dude. already. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That that Foo Fighters song was one of the greatest things yeah, I've ever heard. Yeah, I got heard.
3: comments on the Foo Fighters song and I think I sang to another song too. You did. And and yeah, I got I got messages like people telling me that I was really messed up, but it was hilarious.
2: Okay, good. I hope that they so, enjoyed
3: it cuz I enjoyed with it. With all of them it was kind of like, oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I felt really bad.
2: <laughs> you know. Well, here is uh the, so I shared this with Ted. I'm not, of course, thank you, Texter, for reminding me I have this This is the song I wrote for Tatum about her, I think, pooping her pants. Okay. Because that's what babies do. That's what babies do. All right. Here we go. Pants. Everybody knows I pooped my pants. I'm doing a dance because I pooped my pants. Oh, I pooped my pants. It's awesome. It's a good song, right? Dance, dance, dance. We pooped our pants. Dance, dance, dance. We pooped our pants. Poop, poop, poop. It's in my pants. We
3: pooped our pants. See, and I'll tell you honestly, if you were actually to produce and develop that and put it out into the world, it would probably do. That's the funny thing about those cute little funny silly little songs. Yeah. They're super memorable. Yeah. And if you actually developed that and put it out in the world, I bet it would do really we need to well. Record
2: ver- Is this a new version of Yeah, song? I pooped.
3: My pants. pants, you know, like, and people are like, oh, I love the Poop Pants song. I play for my kid right after the Wiggles. Yeah. You know, and like. We all love the Poop My Pants song. Dude, dude, Yeah, it's no, I've, I've been there. Oh, we need to then record this. I would do it.
2: Dance, dance, dance. We poop the pants. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We poop some pants. All the pants have poop in the pants, <laughs> and we dance for our pants. I don't know why we dance. dancing. No, no, but that's
3: fine. Lyrically, it doesn't have to make sense.
2: Well, here's the, the Anthony Kiedis breakdown of the song. Ta cha we pooped our pants. ha da da we pooped our pants. we pooped our pants. We pooped our pants. And That's my, my wife's. Apparently, having a boxing match behind us. <laughs> so islands. would she just
3: like throw a phone and record, and put it by, and walk away? And she's like putting stuff away in the kitchen while yes. you're b-
2: bouncing your daughter and singing. Yes,
3: incredible. Yes, Tony, don't nah, do this to me. We dance.
2: Oh, this is the breakdown. We love the poop. Poop in our pants. System down. Pants, pants, they all get the poop. That's the scoop, the poop in the pants, poop, poop, poop. Apparently, she pooped right there. Yeah, I heard a little.
3: Ah! I heard a little, uh, little power grunt there. Like, all right, Dad, you want it? Bring all on right. the pants. So we need Because I know studios. what to do with them. We need to hit the studios and make a version of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Pants, pants, pants. The poop in the pants. Pants. pants oh, what was pants. it? Uh, something about the scoop? The scoop is the poop. The poop in the pants. <laughs> the pants. Yeah.
2: Right. Pants.
3: I love it, dude. You got busted being soft. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. Oh,
2: I should tell her to record more of our fine yeah. songs. We can make a whole children's album. Tony will do that to me. Uh, it, it, it's the same kind
3: of thing where I'll be like, uh, basically, they're singing or talking to my cat. Yep. And I have weird conversations with my cat. Like, uh-huh. oh, hey, I'm like, yeah, you know, oh, okay, you know, let's 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 move to the city together and get an apartment. Uh-huh. You know, and I'll have these yeah. full on dialogues with my cat. Not knowing that my wife has entered the room and she's behind me. Oh, that's that's. And awesome. and I'm like, you want to move to the city and, and get an apartment, you know? And Tony be like, "Oh my god, you're so busted!" And I'm like, "Oh,
2: hey, you know, yeah." I'm uh, auditioning for a movie <laughs> role.
3: No. Yeah, yeah. So you're not alone. Except with me, it's a damn cat. So I, I think with you, as it's a human to human thing, I might be even worse off because I'm with the cat going. Oh, kitty, what do we? But I feel like the, the cat probably
2: understands you way better than Tatum understands me right now.
3: Well, the cat's never gonna hear what I'm saying, and then That's eventually look at me and say, "What are you doing, Dad?"
2: Whereas at some point, Tatum's gonna go boop,
3: right. and <laughs> you're gonna <Right>. go <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's also
2: she's our she's also already playing the piano. Now we have like this little thing that like you you step on it. Let me see if I can pull it up. Is that kind of
3: like a foot handshake?
2: It's like. It's like one of these things that like has all like like mobiles. the mobiles? Sure, yes, I know what you mean. Above. The stuff that spins above you. But then it has like these little keyboards that are right by her feet, so she could kick them and then make noise or make sounds nice. and stuff. So here's her playing the piano now. That's her. I mean, that's talent.
3: Man, that's like some serious tech. When I was a kid, I think we had like blankets and
2: sticks, right? <laughs> <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> This is her favorite thing. Like, well, I'll just, I'll honestly be on the ground with her as she plays the piano. She's kicking away and making little sounds. For like an hour.
3: That's pretty cool stuff. Oh, someone flushed the toilet. That was my wife. She
2: was pooping her pants.
3: (laughs) You guys love the the poop. Did you get the scoop on the poop? Poop is in the pants.
2: Now she's washing her hands because of the coronavirus. With scalding hot water. (laughs) Yes. For
3: 20 seconds.
2: No, and for those just tuning in, that was not the new Radiohead single. Sorry. (laughs) Are you sure?
3: I will say though, uh recently I checked out In Rainbows. Uh-huh. And there was another newer radiohead record that I actually hadn't spent any time with. And they're damn good.
2: They're interesting. I got hooked in yeah. I was like, God, this is really good. I give them a hard time, but they're like headphone records. Yeah, they're it's it's cool. I just love old radio
3: radiohead. For me, man, the Benz and then OK Computer. Yeah. Okay Computer was like the holy God, what did they just create? It was amazing. Yep. Then Kid A was such a right turn. Yep. And then Amnesiac, and I'm like, and I, I love that version of the band. But like, I just feel really blessed that I got to see them back when they were still kind of a really experimental, ethereal rock band. So the what, which tour did you see them on? I saw them my... on OK Computer. Is that the Paramount Tawny. Yep. Tawny oh. took me as a birthday present.
2: I just got hired at the end, and I didn't know that you could like just will, like get tickets for free from. You know, I was way broke. Yeah. And then I found out like everybody on the staff went to the show. No
3: one was texting you yet to get tickets. There's barely anyone texting back then. Yeah. It's been a while. Right. I know. It was a letter, snail mail letter. (laughs) You open it. Hey, Steve. It's been a while. Remember, I bumped into you at the Dairy Queen. Anyway.
2: (laughs) Do you have uh, Radiohead tickets? I was like, what? The next day, they're like, we could have got you tickets. You should have just asked. I'm like, is that how it works?
3: Oh, dude. I was so bummed. It was so uh, bummed. I mean, especially on that tour, and they played. Um, there was no opener. It was just an evening with Radiohead. Right, Paramount, amazing place to see him, and it was all stuff off of the Bends yeah. and even some stuff off of Pablo Honey. I love Pablo Honey. Like they Honey. did Ripcord, they did Stop Whispering, Stop whispering is my jam. They did uh, yeah. It was really it was an amazing show. But it, they, they did the whole OK Computer record. They did put a bunch of stuff off the Bends. That's the only time I've ever seen them live, and it was just like <laughs> I saw them. and <laughs> They were amazing, man. Uh the gorge and also at white river were they more recent shows they were around kid a era a lot of bleeps and
2: blurps how was it live was it still really cool live way better live to be honest with you and also i mean i was on some hallucinogenics at the one at the the gorge one was crazy so it was augmented the gorge one we my buddy it was a whole bunch of us this is i mean i think i've shared this story before it was like we were a whole crew of us there was a girl i was really grooving on and like we were always hanging out buddies And this was going to be a, like, we never did anything together. But this was the night, like, we were all going, all camping, and we were going to share a tent together. So I was like, I don't know, maybe something cool will happen. If not, not a big deal. Like, just, chick was rad. Don't get too high. (laughs) Well, that was the problem. We all go there, and they're like, oh, I made these, like, mint chocolate chip cookies with weed in them. And this is back before everything. Now you know exactly what's in what. And it's always like, take just two bites, and that's going to be plenty. Well, I ate a whole bunch. And and I like maybe I think two or three, and when it kicked in, and we're at so we all set up the tents, we get to the gorge, and I'm like, oh boy, during Radiohead set, I pass out like oh, legit collapse like, I'm, and then, like for a while that was a story on the internet. Someone like blogged about seeing Steve the producer getting escorted carried by um, medical team oh, to no. the medical tent oh,
3: so I no. collapse and pass out during Dude. the set I,
2: I open up my eyes and I'm prone to passing out even if I'm not stoned you know I mean I'm just that guy I'm looking up and there's like all these people carrying me not just like medic people like random concert goers that are listeners like we got you Steve we got you and then the girl that I was trying to impress and hang out with and possibly you know start a relationship with, is like almost in tears because she's freaking out because she's high as all hell too. But like she just saw her friend (laughs) nearly die. (laughs) They take me in there. They check up on me. They're like, you're fine. So we maybe missed like two songs. We get back, we watch it. That kind of sobered me up. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And she's like, you scared me. I'm good. All right, we're having fun again. We go back to the campsite. There's a giant windstorm. We didn't do a very good job of securing the tent <laughs> your in the tent's ground. Three miles away, <laughs> so we get there and there are like random tents bent, like flipped over here and there and everywhere. And we look at some people like, "I'm like, where's our tent?" And this like guy who's like a stoner hippie dude, whoever's like, "Ah, oh, bro, I saw your tent it flew over that way, man. It just it went far because it's a small tent. Like it was like really a barely could fit two people. So we mm. were gonna be pretty close in that thing, and it, I was pretty pumped.
3: It was into my tent.
2: Yes. Now we're like, oh. Both of us are just like all right, and we 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 went shared tents with other friends, but not together. So like she went. Oh on you one separated crew. for shelter. She's, yeah. Yeah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Sorry, dude. And then the next time I saw them was at I think White River and they were great as well.
3: You didn't. You didn't have to be carried by anyone. No, I. So you, I was sober. This was pre-social media, though, right? Yes. Because otherwise, it would have been all over. Like, hey, look at this, oh, oh, Steve on a stretcher.
2: He's being
1: carried.
2: <laughs> be carried during a concert. Oh, I'm like, sorry, no, man. I remember like going online, so it's like, hey. Look at this, someone, like, I don't even know if it was, like, a blog or, like, a review of the concert by some, like, random, you know, <laughs> it's how, like, just you, but, like, a
3: big, wasted being carried, a big chunk of the article was about me being carried, Steve, to the, the producer tech. being drug away, okay. 107.7 at the end, Steve, the producer, uh, I guess if you uh, want that street cred, oh, it's man, like, yeah, I'm not playing, dude, but I'm going to get off the smack, everyone, thanks for your uh, support.
2: Yeah. Dude, that was like one of those ones where I was like, "You got it!" Like, I was so like, it was like Christmas Day. This is gonna be the day that we become more than friends.
0: So and I, I was ter-
2: I was just terrible at like trying to like pursue anyone. Like I had no game, so I'm like, "Well, this will be it, though. We're sharing a tent, we're, we're hanging out. Like, this is a good sign." I, I, I hate to advocate my own drug, but alcohol. <laughs> See so you do if you, alcohol
3: is like I have a couple shots of whiskey, it'll loosen me up, yeah. a little liquid courage. I won't be so so insecure, self conscious. Worst happens, i run behind a you porta know, potty and hurl. Have too much to drink. Maybe a little pinger of cocaine now, I feel focused <laughs> again. So, Glenn, you wanna smoke a bowl? No. So weed sure stuff, no. Weed mushrooms and Molly, bad combo. Not if you want to have a conversation with anyone. Yeah, that's my and problem. And not if you wanna maybe you know break the ice with a lady yeah um weed is just (laughs) bad molly's probably okay by itself yeah just weed yeah man and i know lots of people love the weed and i'm glad they love the weed and i'm not trying to song it doesn't work for me if you want to shut me up and put me in a corner where i'm going through an introspective hell yeah and sweating a lot get me stoned which is like, what, every Thursday, huh? Yeah. Well, no, I figured out in my early 20s, man, because I always liked to drink. Yeah. So I'd always drink, and then somebody like, dude, you want to smoke a bowl? I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. I'd smoke a bowl. I'd puke and pass out. Yeah. Yeah. That wait was, a second. That was never fun. This is killing my fun. So after the umpteenth time that I puked and passed out or was unable to hook up with some chick because I was busy puking and passing out, Glenn, you want to smoke a bowl? No. No. <laughs> no. Bring the Jack Daniels over here. <laughs> I'll do that, you know.
2: And a finger of Coke. Yeah,
3: you know, a little key bump. Be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a checkered past. I have a very checkered past. But yeah, you know, I guess you got to find the drugs that work for you. But yeah, I'm still looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Acid that night. Acid. If you would have just had a couple drinks to loosen you up, yeah, and stayed
2: away from the weed. The weed is what. Got, well, damn, weed cookies, man. You could have been like, "Hang
3: on a second, babe. It's just a gonna, joint." Would have been. fine. I'm gonna go pull our tent out of this tree. Just hold tight, real quick. In fact, you'd have had that weird uh, that alcohol invincibility. Like, look, You I'm don't gonna, even need a tent. I'm gonna pull the tree down to me, and yeah, you know. And then of course you gotta you gotta. Temper your intake, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be flailing drunk, like "Oh my God, I think I might have soiled myself." You don't want to go there either, <laughs> you know. So you got to drink responsibly. I know a lot of people that love to drink, but are also hoppy drunks. Yeah, too. It's where it's like, dude, just don't drink because yep. this doesn't work for you're you. You're not fun. Yeah, you're not fun. You I turn haven't. into an a hole. Yep. You're sloppy. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's some people that just
2: shouldn't drink, but they like to drink. Well, but- there's like some of my friends, and I'm like not encouraging them to drink, but like they're super fun drunk. They never cross the line, but they drink a lot. So there'll be people like, yo, I think our buddy has a drinking problem. I'm like, I mean. He yeah. or she seems very happy. I was like, yeah, I mean, in in, in its most technical way, you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, I'm sure it's not good for them to be drinking that much, but they never do anything bad. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not, I. Sh- you know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, yeah, we should probably tell them to drink less, but. He's really having a good time. Yeah, man. No point has he been like he's naked. He's
3: he, on a big wheel. He's screaming wahoo, and and everyone gets a hug, which is a little weird because of the nudity. But
2: he has been guilty of that. <laughs> Gotten naked on the free, uh, like on the oh, uh, no on an really? on ramp right by uh, while we were going to Spokane once for our oh, hockey team. That
3: can end with a prison sentence if if someone drives by with a kid.
2: That's right. real bad. We we that's threw him in the trailer. Bad. There you go. Uh, yeah, we're like, there should we go. just keep him in the trailer? I'm like, no, we can't because there's no like ventilation. Oh, and man, it, drunk people can't suffocate. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> good to know next time. You just put him in a refrigerator. He's good. <laughs> you know, the Red's not here. I might, we might as well do some voicemails, emails, yeah. and text messages. We didn't um, get to, was it last episode that we had? Yeah, because last episode we had uh, Noel Austin. Yeah. Awesome dude. Really cool interview. Been, he's been keeping in touch on Facebook with me, just showing me some of these pictures that he took with his kid back in the day of, like, the suspension stuff. That's and crazy. It's, it's super intense, yeah. but, like, just, like... Pretty damn powerful, and he's had uh, nothing but great things to say about his experience on the cast on his page. Yeah, that was a, that was
3: a great hang. That was a really cool because Tony, when I got home that day, Tony was like, "How was the show?" And I was like, "Actually, really unique today, yes, and very, very cool. Like it was a really cool. I always love those. We always have fun, but every once in a while, there's like a gem, a sode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this one's definitely a little diamond. It was really yeah. cool. The know, story's so. insane.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. It, I actually did it too for last week because I ended up interviewing the Glorious Suns. Uh, yeah, Tawny told me there was a bonus yeah. episode.
3: She got to listen yeah. to the interview.
2: Yeah, yeah so I, just, I was like, screw it. I'll just throw it up there because I knew, like, you know, I wasn't doing a mega cast. So I'm like, all right, someone really wants more MIGs. Yeah. Here's a little. And, uh, dude, I, I posted on, like, a Glorious Suns fan page on Facebook. And I'm, I'm not, like, one that usually do that. But, like, I was like, ah, you know what? And I, think I even that's wrote That's great that. I like, content. I was like, man. I was like, hey, man. If you guys want, like, here's a fun interview I did with three of the members of the band. That if you're a fan of the band, I thir- I'm not saying because of me, but I think you will enjoy this interview because they're very loose and yeah. like they they become not buddies but acquaintances with me. Yeah, yeah, they know who I am. They always have me come backstage and drink with them when they come to town. And the singer went to dinner with us when uh, we uh, that night at the showbox. We went to Japanessa. And oh, that place had, is dope, yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we all eat sushi like kings and super nice guy, real sweetheart of a dude. So I'm like, you might enjoy this. And, dude, so much great feedback from like Gloria Sunshine. It's like, dude, this is such a fun interview. Yeah, Thank it's you for sharing Killer,
3: it. That's killer content. Yeah. It's, you
2: did everyone a solid by putting that up. Right. Like, so sure. I was like, okay, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty pumped about nice. that. Nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we don't have a, intros or anything. Uh, Blink! Play
3: it with their voice messages. Something about the hijinks. I miss you right now, bad Lizzie. messages. Ah. There you go. Messages. hands across America. America. We pooped our <laughs> pants. <laughs> Okay, Muppet, I'll move to a loft in the city with you. <laughs> uh,
2: let's start off with some voicemails. Uh two five three two seven one four seven eight seven. We got a lot of voicemails. Nice. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to them all, but uh we definitely should get to some of them. Uh, let me just pull it up. Uh, I had the wrong thing open. All right, there we are. And we will start off with this one. And... Hi, 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 hi.
1: You know like when you open the door for someone... And they just kind of walk past you. And I'm not just saying like they don't thank you, uh, but they just like walk past you as if you should have opened the door. Oh. And everyone opens the door for them. And like that's how they are. They were like royalty. Like, that's it, just, it's rude. I want to trip those people.
2: I've actually never experienced that. I have.
3: I think it's because I, when I open the door, I don't know, it's my, but I'll make, I'll lock eyes with someone. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they, I just have never had anyone just plow right through. And if they did, I'd probably laugh and be like, hey, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, but I've actually never, either that or if I have experienced that, I was so amused by what an a hole the person was that it wasn't a negative experience. It was like, thanks for the free laugh. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You miserable SOB. Now I'm going to be like, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, the, you don't have coronavirus you know, because uh, I held the this pool door. guys boning your wife, pal. So, you know, have a great day. Like, I, for me, I bet it turned into a point of humor.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uncool. Oh, that's the worst.
2: That, that happens also, to I, you?
0: I, several times. I hold the door. Sometimes I'm like. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
2: The other day I had a weird look from a lady because I think she was mad I didn't hold the door for her, but she was so far away. I was like, I'm not going to sit here awkwardly holding a door waiting for you to come. Yeah, if you're, if you're 10 paces or more out. It was about like 10 paces, You better yeah. have your arms loaded with stuff. Yes. If I saw
3: that, then I'd be like, eh, let me help you out there. But if you're 10 paces out, it's like, you grown-ass woman, well open
2: your own door. And also it's like wash your hands. Yeah, for 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it's the worst is when um you have that person, like you're walking and someone holds the door for that person and then they just kind of let the door slam right in front of you. Oh, dude. It's like, come on, guy. I knew I was c- right behind it's you. It's
3: the opposite end of it, but doing uh, AV work and stuff, like I would have like a 10 foot cradle screen mm-hmm. up on my right shoulder. So you picture me carrying... It's basically like a big octagonal tube that's 10 feet long mm-hmm. and maybe just under a foot thick. It's, it's big. They're not super heavy. They maybe weigh 40, 50 pounds. So if you get it up on your shoulder just so and get it centered, mm-hmm. you can carry one of these bastards. And I'd be walking towards the door and a hotel employee will look me dead in the eye and step out the door and let the door shut. <laughs> oh, you are dead. And it's like, exactly. It's like mother effer. Yeah. And then I got to deal with this whole, and it always happened to be at hotels, and it was always with hotel staff, and it's like, I get it, you're miserable, you hate your job. Right. Can you please, you so- and I'm talking, sometimes I'm like three feet away, well, the end of the screen, because there's five feet on either side of me, is three feet from the door, and these people look right at me, just let the door shut and walk away. And it's like, I'm going to find you, I'm going to skin you, I'm going to assault you. I love to know with, like, what's <laughs> going on in their head. Do, I don't like, think anything is. I yeah, think they're just they're like, I've been up themselves. since five. I hate this. I've been up since five. I hate this. I don't think they can see or feel past their own loathing. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's personal towards me. I just think these people are so Im- – and, and that's why I'm always like, look, quit. You all got bills to pay. I know you do. Quit. Go to work over at Burger King or something. Do something other than mm-hmm. this because obviously this is sucking your
2: soul. Right. And that's why you're being so – Thoughtless, there are times I'm like, it's not my fault you hate your job. Yeah, so don't take it out on me. You know, there yeah. are times we go somewhere like even like a store, and like the, the employee working there is like just being a colossal a hole to you. And you're like, yo, I didn't make you do this job, I'm here just because, yeah, I just I, I want to eat well, or I want to buy something. But like, here's an don't example: don't treat me like of, a pile
3: of crap because uh, you don't like the job. Tawny loved this story, this happened a year or two ago. But she came home, I'm like, man, I had the strangest thing happen today. I was going through the Burger King down there in Berrien, and I pulled up and it took a minute mm-hmm. for the kid to then finally get a like, oh, thanks for thanks for your patience man what can I get for you I'm like oh dude you know I just I just want a grilled chicken sandwich and a water man you know mm-hmm. that's a, okay dude yeah thanks uh, I appreciate you man Um, everybody walked out and I was like what I'm like what he's like yeah they all left me man everybody everybody walked out the managers everybody walked out no and I'm like dude I'm like, so you're in there alone? He's like, yeah, I'm in here alone. I mean, they're sending some more people to help me out, but everyone walked out. My managers, all the coworkers, everyone walked out. He's like, I'd walk out too, but i got to pay my rent. So I can't I can't just walk out. i got to pay my rent. So we're having this conversation through, like if you were walking around in that parking lot, by, there's a gym there and like an Ace Hardware. And so, you heard me and this guy. <laughs> it's like you're being his therapist. Yeah, straight up. And I'm like, bro. I'm like, man, I got to tell you, that's straight hero status. I'm like, no, no worries on the way. Did weight, you offer man. to help him? I uh, know, but I just told him, dude, take your time. Total hero status achieved. I'm like, you know, that really, you know, I'm, I'm, this time <laughs> now, would have been hilarious. you're like, yo, I know how to cook. Yeah, I'll come back. And there. Now we're friends, because so now I'm like, you know, that's that's effing ridiculous, man. That's crazy. I'm like, did you know this is gonna happen? No, I just showed up today, and everyone was like, that's it, and they all walked out. My managers too, and I've been here know. for three hours alone. I called district, and they're sending some people, but they're
2: not oh. here yet. I can't even go to the bathroom, man. I gotta. I wonder <laughs> what happened. I don't know for guess. the managers because you would think okay they're all rebelling against the manager. The manager's bailed too. But the manager's bailed too, which makes me wonder what the hell is going on. Yeah, when there? I got to the window to retrieve my sandwich and water,
3: it was like uh like a early 20s, 23, 24 year old kid, you know. So was, he
2: made the burger for you. Oh yeah,
3: he hooked me up. His whole thing was he was apologizing that it took him so long to get on the radio and I'm like oh. I'm like dude, it's not a problem, man. And and he and then he just opened up to me. And then we had this dialogue. Like at that I point I was the only car in the drive-through. But we had this dialogue about how everyone, and I'm like, and you stayed? He's like, I don't have a choice, man. I got, I got to pay my rent. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you know, that really effing blows. And he's like, you have no idea, man. I've been here alone for hours. I've already called all the regional people. They're supposed to be sending people to help me. No one's here yet. And he's like, man, I would just walk out too, but dude, that's I, nuts. I got to pay my rent. Point of all that being, when some a-hole doesn't hold the door because they're that miserable, I think about that kid Yeah, that was like, you guys are really all leaving me? Well, F you then. And then every person that showed up, every car that came through, he went, hey, I'm awful sorry. Everyone walked out on me today. Give me a minute to make your sandwich.
2: That's nuts.
3: You know, because here's a kid that's obviously not happy, but his attitude towards it was, well, I got bills to pay, so this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And he was really cool. Like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, it comes down to people, I think. Yeah. You know, if, if you're miserable in your station, you're either the kind of person that takes it on those around you or you're the kind of person that isn't. And, you know, change is frightening, but doable, Mm -hmm. you know? And then that kid, obviously, it's like, dude, I can't just walk out of here. My rent's coming due. I can't be without money. I I would love to know what that kid is doing now. That kid is going to go on to become the CEO of of like Perfect Breasts 9000 or something. And he's going to be sitting around counting piles of money in a hot tub Wow! Well, you know, again, all these girls would be like, "These are the best boobies I've ever had." And he's like, right. "Damn straight." And he's just swimming in a and sea of boobies. That, that's that's what my heart tells me. That dude's destined for because he was such a solid
2: cat. I look forward to his TED talk. You know, and his <laughs> like, and his,
3: his, his 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 apology was genuine. It was a straight up like, "Dude, thanks for waiting. I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Not a big deal, dude. You pull up the drive through. Sometimes you wait before they come on the radio."
2: That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But he was legit. Like, dude, I'm so sorry. I hope he became the manager there. They should have promoted him instantly, dude. Right? Right? You're the only guy. It's like, well, I'm
3: manager now. Now, man, you know, I I don't know. I I just think that the future's very bright for that kid. I would hope so. Because he had a rock star attitude. Yeah, yeah. He was like, this blows, I'm in here alone. But I'm here to work. You know, do you want any sauces? It's like, my man, dude, no, I'm good on
2: sauces. (laughs) We got an email uh, from Alex. and it's uh, Migs, can we give some love to Wyatt's other band? Crossing Crusades. Crossing Crusades. They effing killed it Saturday night at Louis G's. Everyone should check out their new EP that just dropped, even though he owes you several bags of dicks. And Molly Moon, sorry Wyatt, he deserves some love. You guys are awesome. Thank you for everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I actually listened to them at the gym the other day. They're a cool band, man. They will get you through
3: some, uh, some yeah, lifting, i It's, it's a heavier, more throw down. It's funny. I think when I first met the Crusades boys, I went and saw them play at El Corazon. And why it might have been at that show, because I want to say Jericho Hill was playing too. And then not long after that, they had to let their singer go. Mm-hmm. And not long after that, Wyatt was like, Well, I'm going to go ahead and sing for Crossing Crusades. And I was like, Nice, because they're really sweet guys. Yeah. Really, really nice guys. And it's a killer
2: band. Yeah, dude. here, we'll check out one of the songs. Because this is the song where I was like, Oh, okay, this just came out. I saw Wyatt post about it. I'm like, I'm going to check them out. Yeah, it's like a heavy, heavier vehicle for Wyatt. You and, know. Dude, right off the song.
3: Which first actually these song, days,
2: the, the wreckage stuff pretty heavy. is pretty heavy, too. Yeah. That, the first song off of this new EP, which is called Breathe New Life, man, it just starts with Wyatt's vocals. And it's like, oh, okay. Is he upset? This is what's... Oh, no, he sounds happy. Here, listen. Okay. I would, Steve, if
1: you... I wanna see you.
3: Yeah, he sounds really happy. Yeah. When I call him, that's how he answers the phone. This is a song about my baby Tatum. Double bass.
2: To get her to crawl during uh, tummy time. You know what it reminds me
3: of, in a way? Um, not necessarily sonically, but arrangement-wise, it reminds me a lot of the stuff um, kind of late 90s, 2000 era, Seven Dust, where oh. they'd be super heavy, yep. and then they'd give you a mega radio rock chorus. Yeah, it opens up. And then go super heavy, and then again go mega radio rock. And it was cool. Um, the Animosity record was yep and I think that was probably their biggest record but it was loaded with that and it's an incredible album. there was album.
2: Like, for a period of time they were playing like every KSW event.
3: Oh dude yeah. and Seven dust is great band but this reminds me it. it's that seven dust vibe of nothing's out of place but it's really heavy but also really hooky. Yeah. It's cool. The hottest part is
2: the first day i
1: Yeah. See
3: what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's that that flavor, and it's cool because I haven't really heard anyone else doing
2: that. It sounds great. Yeah, it does. So I'll take a deluxe, <laughs> two orders of fries, and a strawberry shake. Yeah, I think I just want a shake, why? Well, I don't know. I think
3: I'd do a deluxe and a shake, chocolate shake. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't be eating a burger, but
2: I mean, it's a special occasion. It is. Not often that Wyatt brings us his dicks. <laughs> it's been like a couple of years.
3: see this coming no like that
1: it's never too late to yeah that's things nice right.
3: great change yeah
2: Name of the EP "Breathe New Life," and the song is called "Crawl." Crossing Crusades. White sounding good, man. Tatum.
3: So yeah, in, a, in about a year or so, we will have to write a, another song for Tatum called "Walk."
2: Yep, and you know, I want to see you potty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. they can record. I can start the, with potty, dude. Maybe they can do the "poop my pants" song for us. I wanna see you poop my pants. No, no, you. no, potty,
3: potty. like a big girl potty. now, like a big girl now. Show your daddy how you poop in the right place.
2: <laughs> Speaking of uh, tummy time, I don't. You're probably not aware of this is a thing that you to do with your child to help build like the neck muscles. You put the child on choking or no, not not exactly that. That's when they I, no, <laughs> never. Um, so you put them on their, on their stomach and then they just kind of raise their head up. It's helping them to like, start eventually crawling and things along those lines. Uh-huh. Got a message from Cassie. I was going to write her back on Facebook, but for some reason, she wrote me on Facebook. But Facebook says I'm not able to reply to the person on Facebook. That's
3: weird. I get some of that too. Actually, I just realized some of the other day, media I stumbled upon something. There was a long message on my on the Glen Cannon artist page, and when I saw the length of the message, I'm like, I gotta read that and reply to it later. Maybe I'll be able to get that today. And then I noticed that somehow I stumbled upon this thing where it's people that maybe aren't friends with me because of that stupid 5,000 friend cap yeah. on my one page. Uh-huh. But there was like 20 messages sitting over there. And I'm yep. like, whoa, whoa, yep. what is this? It's like the
2: archive. Yeah, folder. so somehow I got to get back oh. to
3: those messages. But it's it's funky, man. Like
2: I yeah. Dude, I almost missed out on that video game opportunity. I, I didn't end up winning the contest, but there was that contest from put me in a wrestling video game, and it was in my other folder, and it was marked as spam. And See? so had I not checked that day while I was on the crapper, I yeah. would have not known I could have had, like that, which would have really well, pissed wasn't me off. it was that
3: long ago. Like, I remember I never checked that because I don't use those. I try to be more current on them, but Instagram and Twitter – And I remembered suddenly, I'm like, oh, man, people can private message on Instagram. And I went over, and there was messages there. And that reminded me, like, people can private message on Twitter, too. And I went over, and I've got a bunch of messages sitting there, too. So if anyone's listening that has tried to communicate with me, sorry. I mean, honestly, on Facebook alone, I manage three pages. And then I have my Instagram and my
2: Twitter. So it's a total of five. It's overwhelming. Oh, God. Well, I got, like, the... The, my own personal Facebook page, but then I got the work Facebook page and then also the like page. So it's like I'm getting DM'd from all ways, yeah. you know? And like, and if I'm using one, I can't flip to the other that easily. I mean, I, I know how to, but it's just like, it's an extra step I don't feel like doing when I already hate doing social media. Yeah. So then, like, next thing I know, I look over and I'm like, I got 15 unread messages. I'm like, crap. But, so I got this message from Cassie, and she says, I'm going to be fast here, but I have a video idea. When Tatum's ready for tummy time, which actually is what she's doing now. Tummy time, okay. Uh, she starts doing the baby push-ups, which is basically what it looks like. You should also be right next to her doing push-ups and working out for a wrestling promo. I think it would be great getting ready for your next match or something like that. I'm not having kids, so I had to pass the idea on to someone. Stay positive and congrats on having her, and good luck on getting your heart back. Did I lose my heart? Oh, because of the baby, I think. I don't know. Did, did, or, or did we talk steal about something it from
3: you in a match? Or?
1: Eh, you
2: know, it happens. I, you know, I, I did lose to Pitfall Jones once, and he's a Indiana Jones. Yeah, I was going to say, was wrestler. that like a straight up Kalima thing? Kalima. Oh, sh- well, thank you, Cass. It's a sh- great sh- idea for a promo. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll put the little baby belt on her and everything,
3: and uh, we'll try and you know, Mola Ram has Steve's heart, but we'll see what we can do to get it back. As I understand it, he's hanging
2: out at some river with a How bunch did, of crocodiles um, right now. Did you? There's a guy he's got busted because he had an alligator living in his basement that was 25 years old. What's wrong with that? I guess it's frowned upon. Have, have
3: you never seen Miami Vice?
2: <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Yeah, man. I forgot all about well, that one. Sonny Crockett had it. Yeah, in he, the back of his car sometimes. No, it was
3: like an alligator that lived on the deck of a sailboat or whatever. That's what it was. Yeah. And everyone would get on that boat and then they'd freak out about that thing and be like, what, man? It's just my pet, croc." Of course, it was TV.
2: And it was like the 80s.
3: And it was the 80s, yeah. you know, when it was fine to have like a a lump in your backyard. Like as long as yep. you can feed it and you'll clean up after it, people just don't care. You
2: could drive with a kid on your lap.
3: Yeah, dude, whatever. Doesn't matter. You know, it's fine. Let's figure out another one. It was now. the Wild West.
1: <laughs> hey, everybody. It's a mix guest, Diggy. So I got a question. Uh, I keep forgetting to ask. So this story goes way back to a couple years ago when my parents finally got Wi-Fi. And I was like, hey, Mom what do you want me to name the Wi-Fi? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you can name it anything. You can name it Farter for all I care. And she's like, oh, I want to call it OU812. And I'm like, why? And she's like, yeah, that's hilarious. I'm like, what? It's a Van Halen album. She's like, no, come on, it's OU812. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And so she thought this is, and still is to this day, freaking hilarious. Now that's why I wanna ask you three gentlemen of all different too. of all uh, different age and backgrounds and uh mental faculties. <laughs> well clearly the kid doesn't know. But uh
3: The voice of kids Yeah, hands.
1: why why is like you guys know why the whole OU812 thing is hilarious? I mean, I think there's a Wikipedia article about it, and I read it, but I, I didn't find it funny.
3: Maybe it was a license plate?
1: He didn't either. I thought it was just like a,
3: oh.
2: sex yeah, That's anyway, a sex
1: joke. a sex joke? Anyway, I'll talk joke? to you guys later. Be good. Bye!
2: I always thought that OU812 was a, good, a sex joke. I don't know why. In what way? Oh, wait. I know. Wasn't it because David Lee Roth named his solo record Eat 'em and Smile? And then the response that Van Halen had when they put out their next record was oh, OU812. So I'm not exactly sure why.
3: Okay. I don't know. See, to me, it's kind of like, I would have named your Wi-Fi network, like, what is it? 800,
2: I think it's... Oh, boobies? Or yeah, boobless. Boobless. Yes. <laughs> it's eight like 8007355. Zero zero
3: eight. five. Yes. And if you flip the calculator
2: upside down, it says boobless. There was like a whole. Remember, there was a whole <laughs> riddle to that. Like oh, I met Dolly Parton. She asked for two something. Did oh that yeah, the extended times, version. Yeah, and, and it all eventually adds up to boobless. boobless.
3: Which, yeah, much like uh, anything else. I just just cut to the chase. I don't need the whole joke, man. Remember those weird little paper pyramids? I always liked the long girls joke. would make those weird little paper pyramids. They go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to write stuff on the flaps. Yep. I'm like, can you please just write something on a piece of paper and hand it to me? So I not to go through this whole ritual of watching you control this little paper Kermit the Frog that has these little stuff. I mean, congratulations on folding that goddamn thing. Like, that looked elaborate as hell, but just hand me a piece of paper that says nerd on it or whatever. And I'll, I'll just get on with the day,
2: <laughs> Man. I'm trying to find out what the hell is OU8... <laughs> o- okay, so um, I guess the original working title for the record was Bone, which Alex Van Halen hated. Hmm. Then Hagar said, hey, how about OU812 after seeing it on the side of a delivery truck on the freeway and finding it funny... Rumors persist, though, that the title was disguised Response to the title of David Lee Roth's uh, solo record, Eat em, Eat em and Smile. And OU812 is also seen in Cheech and Chong's next movie. On the license plate of a car given to Cheech at the comedy house he was leaving, it's also scribbled on a cinder block column in which the mount, uh Yeah, I don't know. I I just I mean, figured... Just I thought they were talking about that.
3: Yeah, I thought we said it was a license plate thing, OU812. I never made the the vaginal connection with that. I'm, I guess I'm a pervert. I just No, I, not, I don't think that at all. I just... Never, you know, coming from a guy whose Wi-Fi network is called CenturyLink 7.309535, lowercase k, capital J, 4RKR. Like, seriously, it came in the box. I plugged it in. It was like, update your password. I looked at the password they gave me and was like. Good enough. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. This, Who's guessing this is like Satan's signature. Yeah. I'm just going to keep this sticker forever. Now, if I ever lose that sticker, I'm screwed. But I keep that sticker right there by the modem. Like My parents come to visit, and I'm like, Mom, here's my Wi-Fi password. She's like, oh, my God. You expect me to type this in my phone? And I'm like, right. Yeah. You know, it'll take you 20 minutes, but. uh, (laughs) This could be a poo song, too. Come on, baby, finish what you started. Make me a poopy. It's no fun if you just farted.
2: Come on, baby, I think you just sharted. (laughs) I gotta go now. I think I just sharted.
3: I felt the heat.
2: <laughs> you know, I never listened to this record. The only song I know on this record is this song.
3: I always thought this song was a fun guitar antic
2: note, but I'm not. Were you not a Van Halen guy? Or just this era of Van Halen? I'm not really
3: a Van Halen guy. Yeah. Which is weird as a guitar player. Like, I will tell you that when most classic Van Halen comes on, I'm like, sweet. And I'll yeah, listen. Like, like oh man, Panama, hot for teacher. And I'll listen. I'm like, wow, what an, what an amazing solo. What an amazing band. But I don't own a single Van
2: Halen record. I, the only way I hear them is because of Apple Music. Yeah, you're right. No. Same same way. I, I'm just curious. First song off of the record. That's always. It's called Mine All Mine. Mine. Okay. It sounds like like a weird '80s theme song for a TV show. Huh. I hope it opens up.
3: Maybe there's a reason why we haven't heard much from the. Yeah, record. I just uh, want to throw out there that this is what I would call bad music. This is bad music. Like video game companies turn this kind of stuff down. Right? And this is bad music. Wow. This is bad.
2: I mean, production, too. is terrible. Yeah, it is. This is bad music, dude. Do we dare try one more? Yeah, go for it. All right. When It's Love, the next song off of this. Oh, I know this song. Oh, this song is a yeah. huge hit. Huge hit. I didn't even know it was called this. Great song, too. You all know. right. This is a good, How will I know when it's love? This is a good song. Okay. So, all right. One more. Um, do we dare to play Cabo Wabo? Oh, please. Yeah. It's a fine tequila. Is that our source of infection? Vocal effect.
1: Yeah, every every corner. Corner.
2: this isn't bad. I just it doesn't do anything for better me. than the first song. Yeah, the first
3: song was just confusing. I don't know. You know, like, and I'm sure, like, as a producer of a Van Halen record, you can't really go to Eddie like, look, man. What the F are you doing? This is bro? a piece of S. Let's just open the album with If This Is Love or whatever. Yeah. Because this thing that you've created is, is dog S. And, the drums and I'm sure weird. Eddie would be like, you're fired. Get someone in here that agrees with me. Because mm-hmm. um, as I understand it, Eddie's that kind of guy. Well, I mean, especially at that time where they're, at the high, they're on top of the world. They were on top of the world for a long time. Yeah. And actually, they still go out and pack arenas around the globe forever. Yeah. So, I mean, they're pretty much, you know, they're going to be on top of the world forever. I I think it's one of those things like for me, um, it all depends on what you get into first. Mm -hmm. And when I got into, when I really got into music, it was most of your 60s, 70s, like it was very much Led Zeppelin was the beginning of the beginning of the end. Then I followed that, got really into Hendrix, got very into Pink Floyd. Then that took me down all those little rabbit holes. So by the time... I kind of really heard Van Halen. I'm like, well, that's fun, but it doesn't do anything for no. me. And then most of what was going on in the 80s. Like, I loved Metallica. I loved, actually, I loved Megadeth.
2: Um, and then Metallica just celebrated an anniversary for Master of Puppets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, 35 years Good year God, right? But, so, like I
3: that. loved that stuff. But most yeah. of what was popular in the 80s, right down to Def Leppard and stuff, it's like, I had kind of already heard this other thing that my... Sold and said, "Well, that's rock and roll." So I don't know yeah. what this cheesy crap is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I could just I never connect with it, man. Like photographs, a really well written, cool song,
2: rock of um, ages.
3: Nah, I think that's just you don't like that mm, one. I think it's really lame. Oh man. So see what I mean? though? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm
2: not. I'm not alone, right? Like it's. Yeah. Or no, I am alone. I feel very alone. Oh no, dude. Def um, Leppard's like. Hysteria is one of my least favorite records ever. That's like a monster record. People love that, man. I always thought it sounded like crap. Well, and it's the
3: same with a lot of people that worship. We've had the Kiss conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had already heard, you know, um, Achilles' Last Stand. So by the time you play a Kiss song for me, I'm like, what is this? I mean, Love
2: Gun is right up there, man.
3: I'm like, dude, what is, I had already heard this other thing, and then I fell so in love with that particular thing that anything outside of that thing, I just couldn't connect with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas I think it would be the other way around, like people that are huge Van Halen nuts, and I don't blame them at all, but maybe they heard, there's so many people like, I hate Led Zeppelin, I can't stand Robert Plant's voice. It's like, I get that. You know, I'm not going to argue that with anyone. Mm-hmm. People say the same thing about Rush. Like, I can't stand Rush. Please just choke Getty Lee. I'm like, I get that. But see, I, I heard Rush and went, wow, this is amazing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of, one of those things, man. I think that's how I missed the Van Halen boat somehow. I mean, it's cool stuff, well, but mean, I'm never going to go buy one of the records. But if it comes on, I'm like, ah, I love this song.
2: Yeah, not that first song from what you No, able I don't to. know what that was. I don't understand why they would put that out there. Well, they needed they needed ten songs to complete a yeah, record. But the first impression is always the hardest. You know, the key, you
3: Yeah, know, when you're Van Halen, it yeah. doesn't matter. They had two huge that, hits. That's as a I good understand. point. So far we've heard two huge hits no, off that record. No, you're absolutely right. Because KSW even spins both of those songs still to this day. Yeah, a little bit. Finish what you started. I've heard that on the station. But I don't I mean, know about love. No, and and
2: even finish what you started not often compared yeah. to like Panama. You guys play that or, or Hot for Teacher. Hot for Teacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jump. But even Jump, I don't think we play as no. much as like, even though that was probably like the most monster. I don't know. And well, that? that was another
3: one that drove a lot of my guitar friends nuts regarding 1984, which is yes. such an amazing album. My favorite song is I'll Wait. Mm-hmm. It's the guitar, it's the song that has almost no guitar on it at all. But I was like, this song is my favorite song on the record. And they're like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, I don't, I just think it's a great Song Like, I don't fall in love with something just because the guitar playing so neat. Right. I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, uh, this song's amazing. I love this song, dude. I don't even know if I know this song. Oh, man, you I do. Mean, I, I'm sure I've heard it, but like, I, don't, I don't obsessively listen to 84. This, this song's my favorite song in 1984, and there's almost no guitar on it at all.
2: When this song takes off, you'll be like, oh, my God, I know this song. I like the review says, jamming more ideas and personality into 34 minutes than most bands pack into a career. Oh, yeah, I know this. 84 was only 34 minutes long? Yeah. Wow. 33
3: to be exact. That's crazy. What's it, like eight or nine songs? Nine songs. Nine songs. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this This song is great, man. I love this tune. I've always wanted to try and figure out a way to cover this in a moody way on acoustic, and it has not come to me yet. This is a cool headphone song. Yeah, it's old school square wave synths. I dig it. The chorus is really good, you know? What that does to me. Right? This yeah. is a like driving song. Yeah
2: Like on the freeway doing 75. No I almost feel like this is more like cruising on Alki or uh Rustin Way in Tacoma. Windows down, Maybe yeah. roof off. Just looking around at the honeys. Yeah, this, this is my favorite song on that record. For all of the
3: amazing music on it, and there's some amazing, amazing guitar playing. I mean, amazing guitar yeah. playing, right? I would never take, I got nothing to say, but wow. But Your this girl. is actually my favorite tune, man. It feels like Van Halen. Right, Coming in for a ride. Oh, man, I remember, <laughs> this is a few years ago. I can't remember what station I was listening to. It was not KSW, but uh, Electric Avenue came on. And I was like, yes! And so I had it cranked, and I was in my, my Pawnee act, uh, uh-huh. and it was summertime, all the windows were down, and, you know, we go all the rock, down to electric, avenue, and then we'll, oh, then street, meow, you know, and I was having, like, the time of my life, sunglasses on, windows down, cruising through downtown, I looked over at this bus stop, and there was this gorgeous Asian chick at the bus stop, like, the kind of chick that's so hot, she doesn't belong at a bus stop unless they're filming a goddamn music video. And I looked over at her, and that was blaring out of my car. And I'm kind of nodding my head, and I looked at her and kind of shot her a look, like, "Hey, what's up?" Uh-huh. And she looked at me like, "What? What's the wrong F- with you?" <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, Power Man. 5, she looked at me like I was dressed like a clown and eating a turd. I mean, it was amazing, dude.
2: Power Man Five Thousand covered it.
3: This was just a bad idea. And that's why we're doing it. You know, it's like the time you put your hand in the blender. This is a bad idea. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done this, man. I mean, some of those things like I just okay, covered—I yeah. just covered a Cyndi Lauper yeah. song and a Fiona Apple yeah. song, but I felt like those were unique pieces to tackle. You, you treated this it like was art. A, well. This was a
2: bad idea. Like, I mean, this really is just a bad idea. This is a band doing too much coke. It's five in the morning. F it. Let's just cover. Let's it. People cabinet. love it. It was a hit. Yeah, and it'll be a hit again. Yep.
3: Like, no, probably not. Plus, they made it super majory and campy. It's bad. This is not like when Disturbed did uh, Land of Confusion. No. Which was actually kind of cool. They did a good job of that. You know, I feel bad for that guy because he's always having to clear his throat in unique ways. Like, but... <laughs> oh, you okay, oh. Oh. dude? You know, like, God, man. <laughs> you all right, man? I'm going to seek a... cock sounds like Tatum oh when she's being pressed back. Dude, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but, you know, like the Disturbed cover of Land of Confusion, you're like, yeah. yeah. Good on you, boys. Like, that was a good idea. Or obviously they're, hey, you want to do Sound of Silence? Good idea. That uh-huh. was, like, number one on top of the charts above all this pop crap. It's I mean, good so for them.
2: good. But, man, sometimes at, like, 930, it almost feels like every time, like, once a week at, like, 930 in the morning. We're like, all right, blah, blah, blah. When we come back, hello, darkness. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm ready to take a nap. See, I have a whole parody of that song that I wrote about Castle uh,
3: a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I just haven't had the time to put it together, but I want to. And it was funny, because at the time, the song was so popular. Guys were spinning the hell out of it. Then Disturbed did Pain in the Grass. Jeff Tate came and sang that song with Homeboy, yeah. with the... Oh, oh, hey, David
2: guy. Uh, What's his name? David Draymond.
3: David Draymond. Double D. Yep. Um, no sense of humor.
2: Well, a little sense of humor. No sense of humor, Not really? a lot of sense of humor.
3: you think a guy that goes... Oh, 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 all the time would have a sense of humor, man.
2: Two <laughs> few times we've interviewed him, I'm like, all right, this guy doesn't work He's him. no fun. He... He's fun for him, I think. You know what I mean? Okay. It's a guy that's very serious. So when they let loose, it's not it's not like us letting loose. Right. So it's still like a aura of seriousness to him, even though he's having fun.
3: So if he heard my whole your mother threw up, she's coming down with the sickness, brother threw up, come down with the sickness, His cousin threw up, come down with the sickness, why'd you come to work, you're gonna give it to me? He wouldn't think that was
2: funny? Probably not. Bummer. I mean, maybe right now in height of the coronavirus. Why'd you come a... and do work? You're gonna give it to me. <laughs> Witch, There's dude. another one I gotta get recorded, dude. Somebody did like a parody for the coronavirus. Let's <laughs> see if I can pull it up, dude. Oh no. And it's set to um Sweet Caroline, the Neil Diamond song. Maybe
3: uh Power Man 5000 should cover Sweet Caroline.
2: <laughs> dude, I mean it can't get much worse for those guys here. Okay. Why did they
3: cover that,
2: dude?
1: And now with coronavirus tips, here's Neil Diamond. Wash your hands. <laughs> Keep washing your hands Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth Don't touch me, I won't touch you Beat coronavirus Stay at home if you're not feeling good I'm feeling
3: fine I should note that the studio behind us is dark and essentially powered down. <laughs> yeah. Castle lights his booth, put his show on autopilot, and he went home. Yeah. He's out of here, dude. Yeah. F this virus. And honestly, Steve, I haven't really seen. I thought I saw Robin Fox walk by a minute yep. ago. I, she did. But it's a ghost town up here, bro. I know. It's like, it's like uh, remember Night of the Comet? No. Oh, man, what a fine film. Came out circa 82. Haley's Comet came through. Everyone that wasn't inside something metal... Um, got turned to red dust. Oh, if you were only partially surrounded by metal or something, you essentially were turned into a zombie kind of, and these two girls survive the comet attack and then they meet some dude that, that's at a radio station. He's broadcasting from a radio station Okay, they go to the radio station to meet him. And yeah, it's a really good, very bad movie. I want to say it stars, was that Caroline in the city that was in? Night of the Comet. You don't remember Night of the
2: Comet, man? No, I have to look this up. Dude. I'm usually a sucker for a radio. It's movie.
3: a really good, really bad
2: movie. Oh, that sounds like my movie. You know, see yep. it,
3: please. All right. It's Night of the Comet, man. Another really good one that's uh, super, super rarefied was uh, Time Rider. <laughs> that one, I. You know the guy on the dirt bike, the and name. he rides through the government experiment. Yes. and ends up back in the Wild West. Okay. Uh, and the smoking hot brunette chick from RoboCop Two. Remember, she was kind of the villain, mm-hmm. villain chick in RoboCop Two. She was in it. And she's like always sweaty and half naked, which is always. It's fine a by great, me. great reason to watch Time Rider. If you haven't, uh, you want to, you want to go ahead and check out Time Rider, kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Comet and Time Rider, Night of the Night Comet, Night of the Comet.
3: Um, you know, probably won't you won't be aroused at any point with Night of the Comet. Maybe I don't know, um, but you don't T- know me. Time Rider uh, with what's or not the villainous. British chick
2: from RoboCop 2. That's actually her last name. What's her nut? <laughs> what's her nut? It's not, glad it's what's it's her not nut.
3: villainous British chick. <laughs> no. She's smoking hot, man. She's fancy. Dude, I instantly can picture her. I know yeah, exactly. You know what you're the girl about. I mean? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. hot. Yeah, Robocop 2 was a really good, really bad movie. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it was effing terrible. RoboCop was great. Robo the, to, the first dude, I have they the, need to bring back Robocop. Uh, they did. They did a reboot that honestly. It didn't do well. Oh, you're right. They did. But the reboot was actually a good movie. It was like a good mm-hmm. movie. That's the problem. And maybe that was the problem. Yeah. It, because RoboCop was Paul Verhoeven. He's the guy that takes, oh my gosh. you know, I think he was behind, um, what was the Schwarzenegger movie? It was See You at the poly like the um, Total Recall. Yes. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven's signature, beyond just being campy as hell, is brutal, over-the-top, grotesque violence. And uh, I have the version of RoboCop that's rated X. I have the director's cut that was rated X. It was huh. yeah. When they first put it out, it was so violent they were like, no, and they had to edit. The no vi- way. Oh yeah, they had to edit the violence down. I'll own it to you. Well, like when they shoot up Murphy, you know, because remember they blow his hand off and stuff. It's all yeah. really bad. It goes on for a lot longer than it should. Are they go dark, dude? It goes on longer than it should. Like it's just like they're just shooting him and torturing him and shooting him and torturing him and he's wearing that body armor so he just won't die and it just goes on longer than it should and. Then there's the scene where the Ed 209 freaks out in a conference room mm-hmm. and shoots that executive and he flies up on the model of the city. I'm going to say that that shooting lasts for a good 20 count. And I'm talking one 1,000, so like, two
2: 1,000,
3: 1, three an 1,000. And this guy's guts are just flying out of him for four 1,000, five 1,000, six 1,000. It's probably a good 20 count, bro. Like in that one, you don't really feel bad. You're just like. Dude, enough! But when they're when they're blowing up, old Murphy, old Peter Weller's getting all chopped up. It's uh-huh. really bad, and it goes on way too long. What? The it's hell? it's like borderline snuff film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was originally rated I X. Didn't know you that. didn't know that RoboCop was originally rated X. No. Yeah, they gave it, and they said, "Yeah, your film has been rated, and it's rated X." So like, we can't release a rated X action movie, and they're no. like,
2: "Well, only perverts want to You see need it. to
3: tone this down because it's, it's too still, it, it, it was. It was disturbing. Wow. So the version that hit theaters, which was also still like. You've got to be kidding me! Violent. Mm-hmm.
2: That was after all that other stuff was cut out to give it an R rating, bro. Dude, I just love. Uh, it made me think. Robocop at some point then made his way into a world of wrestling, and it was like all a character in WCW wrestling <laughs> with Sting. I, I don't know if it's going to translate, but it's like I just found one of the videos. that says Robocop comes to the aid of Sting back at Capital Combat, nineteen ninety. So Sting is Sting is in they a cage.
1: Oh, and here comes RoboCop Yeah, that's RoboCop That is RoboCop Sid Vicious, Anderson. Arne Anderson. But that's
2: like the worst person to have help save you Because he walks slow Yeah, he's big and slow
3: But if he gets a hold of you, you're in big trouble Drop it Or there will be trouble This is so stupid What year was this? 1990 Okay, so that's why RoboCop was there Yeah because at the time he ripped the cage open people were like dude Robocop
1: of look at and big back up I work for Dick Jones what the Dick Jones I was <laughs> as that Robocop is just tagging
2: with
3: sting when
1: Anderson when only Anderson saw Robocop pull that that steel door
3: right if anyone out there hasn't seen Robocop, see if you can track down Robocop director's cut. Uh-huh. Because the director's cut is essentially the unrated version. That was the version that got the X. The rated X. And they you know, they got, I bet it's out there. Oh, dude, it's you, yeah. you can get it easy. When I bought when I bought RoboCop, it just said director's cut. Uh-huh. And then it's like this film has not been rated. And I'm like, oh, this was the version they sent to the ratings board. The ratings board came back and said, Yeah, you're ready to go. It's rated X. You twisted Fs. I was like, what? I can't – what are you talking about, man? And they're like, it's rated X. Have you seen what you made? And so basically it's a good four minutes of just pure carnage. They had to edit out of the film to get an R rating. man. I'm going to look it up. And it's – up, dude, honestly, like some of the stuff you're just kind of like, man, that wasn't necessary. But the whole Peter Weller scene, because even watching the standard version, is like, this is bad. Like, I'm uncomfortable. This is really bad. I'm watching this poor sweet guy sort of get tortured to death. This is terrible. (laughs) Uh, It goes on for like, it's like a good, I don't know, an extra three or four minutes of him just being tortured.
1: How
0: funny.
3: It's awful, man. (laughs) Like when I see Peter Weller, I just want to give him a hug. Be like, dude, what was it like shooting that? He's like, Paul Verhoeven's super weird, and striptease is the proof of that, Yeah, and uh, I'm not over it, and do you want to come drink with me? I'm like, Pete, you know I do.
2: As long as we can (laughs) stay away from any kind of machines. (laughs) Yeah, dude. All right, well, we're gonna roll on out. Uh, it's so funny. I, I, I've been keeping notes. This is what was discussed today on the. Oh, on the read them. Coronavirus. Learning to drive. Tatum. Radiohead. Crazy Burger Story. Review. Van Halen's O U Eight One Two. Night of the Comet. Time Rider and Robocop. Robocop. I think that's we're going to the episode. Robocop. You're going to call the episode Robocop? <laughs> Robocop. And people got going to have to wait till the very end to understand why. Dude, you can call it Night of the Comet.
3: There'll be like eight listeners and be like, dude, no way I love that film. All you right, know, I'll call it Eight that. of like 20,000 or whatever. It'll be like, oh, Night of the Comet. <laughs> Sick. Finally. And no one under the age of 30 is going to know what the hell that no. is, man. And most people over the age of 30 won't yeah. even know what it They're is. Like,
2: was well, that a movie? Like, yeah. So uh, any big shows coming up? I know you just played uh, the Substitute thing, right? <laughs> yeah, How was that? Man. Was that uh,
3: fun? Dude, it was a really good time. Um, that was I did an acoustic set down at Slim's that was honestly killer. I had just had an amazing show. I hadn't done an acoustic set in a while, and I don't know what it was, but it was one of those nights where it's like I really needed to do that. And normally at acoustic shows, people just kind of hang out, they chat, they drink. That's the way acoustic shows are. When I got into my material, man, like I'd finish these songs I'd look up, the whole room was silent and just staring at me. I was like, ooh, whoa. Like, you just kind of had people. So that was a lot of fun. And then the show with uh, The substitutes. So this Chase Colt from Point One, Zach Malang from Supersonic Soul Pimps, Johnny Burke from... Uh, the Eagles of Fine Dining, mm-hmm. uh, Falcons of Fine Dining, and Supersonic Soul Pimps, and then me, and uh, it was a, a really good time, dude. It was an Old Lady Litterbug reunion show. Nice. And then a brand new band with some of those cats in it. Um, I feel like those guys
2: probably got the the wheel spinning when they did the stuff with uh, Stephen Perkins, because yeah. a lot of the Old Lady Litterbug guys were involved with yep, that. Yep,
3: I think it did, man. Yeah. Um but You're welcome. Was, they got a uh, It's called I figures. I can't remember the name of the band. The National Guard. They're mm-hmm. called the National Guard. Okay. Um, super cool. Actually, got the record. Very cool. So yeah, that was a mega mega fun night. And now I'm just gearing up for the 13th, which is my tour kickoff party uh, at the Crocodile. The Croc. If, uh, please come to the Croc. Support that because honestly, your attendance is going to help. Uh, Keep gas in the tank and food in our stomachs. Mm -hmm. So come to the Crocodile on the 13th. Tickets are on sale at Eventbrite. Killer, killer lineup. Jeff Rouse, the Gemini, uh, his project, the Gemini, is going to be playing um, a bunch of new stuff. I think they might even have a new EP out by then. Um, The Boys in Seed, they're a great band. I go back with some of those dudes, Many, Many Moons. And then the the Will Kinky Trio, this cat from Portland, it's like Jamiroquai meets Jeff Buckley ah really sold dude it's really cool uh-huh it's like our r&b stuff yeah will kinky man <laughs> will, um, kinky. will kinky trio and i played a show with them down in portland was like this is killer so we traded numbers and i'm like man i gotta have you up to seattle mm-hmm. and so uh yeah it's a killer bill friday the 13th tickets are on sales now and yeah we really use your support on nice it. come on
2: out kids this friday i'll be over at 321 battle um uh, I think I'll be able to wrestle by then. I, you know, I've been nursing a little bit of a knee injury, but oh, uh, it's gotten better, no. so it should be good to go. I unfortunately, I had to miss out on a show uh, with Northwest Pro last weekend because of the knee injury, and I was really bummed about that because it's not often I get to the Kitsap Peninsula, and it was going to be fun just to be able to go down there as a wrestler you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. mess with the fans and have a good time. I knew some listeners were planning on coming, so I felt awful about that, but I'll be there sometime in the near future. Obviously, the big one that I want to get people to come out to is at the Showbox on April 17th, uh, Battle Mania. And your boy Steve Miggs is taking on right now the talk of the wrestling world. He had an, a match with AEW that people are like going crazy about against Pac, uh, but it's Orange Cassidy. He's a he's he's awesome. And if you haven't seen what he does, just look him up. He wrestles a lot of times with his hands in his pockets. He's he's like kind of like a whatever guy. Sounds risky. Oh, dude, the things he does with his hands in his pockets, I can't do with my hands right. out of my pockets. But uh, I'm looking forward to just creating some kind of a weird fun match with this dude. It's gonna be happening at Battlemania, and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out all the stops. Like, I think even our, our buddy Carl Eric, uh, our light guy, that does Bruiser bro does Kling Cannon stuff, he's gonna be doing some lights. Uh, for my entrance. Nice. I'm going big, baby. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'd love for people to come out. L- the last two Battle Manias have sold out. So if you're thinking of coming, buy your ticket in advance. Go to AXS.com. My, the links are everywhere on my social media pages. I've been trying to promote the how of that. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to see you wrestle. I'm like, this will be a good one to come this see me the wrestle. This is one to catch. But, yeah. not, not because I'm going to be like doing crazy wrestling stuff. I just promise you, it's going to be entertaining. Orange Cassidy alone, he could just be in there by himself. He'll entertain the crowd. So yeah. then together, we're going to have a lot of well, fun. Well, that last event I saw at Showbox, yeah, Mar- was at Market again. Yeah, yep, at the Market. Dude, it was killer. The layout was killer.
3: Yeah. The whole room was set up killer. The and some of great. the some of the aerial aerial acrobatics—I can yeah. almost not say that—that that I saw out over the hardwood floors of Showbox. Yeah. The Market was just jaw-dropping. 100%. So Steve's right. This is definitely go to that show. It's a spectacle. It's a lot of fun. It is
2: really a riot. We all have a great time. We hang out all night, and it's uh, it's a good time. So if you can make it out, it would mean a lot to me, and it'd be fun to see people out there. You can boo me. It's okay. I'm a bad guy. So you don't even have to come to cheer me. You can come and yell at me and say awful things. I'm okay with that. But expect me to say awful things back at you. He will. He will. I will. will. I will make your kid flip me off, although this is 21 and up, so I'll make your girlfriend (laughs) flip me off. (laughs) Other than that, I think we're going to get out of here.
0: Uh, We don't have our usual music.